greetings to us uh, once again. I want to welcome us to another session of What Feast podcast. And, uh, and I pray that the Almighty God will bless us as we look at His work together in the name of Jesus. Uh, briefly in this session, we would uh, be looking at how to turn our greatest weaknesses to our greatest strengths, maximizing you know, our weaknesses, getting the best in spite of the incapabilities we might be faced with or whatsoever. And then I pray that as we look at the Word of God together, whatsoever failures might be experiencing by reason of the incapabilities that are peculiar to us, that the strength of God will show forth for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. And while studying Second Kings uh, for some time now, I, I noticed or it dropped in my heart that quite a number of us have allowed ourselves to be defined and shaped by our inadequacies or incapabilities. We allow ourselves to be defeated by the challenges or circumstances we are faced with. And um, looking closely at Second Kings chapter 5, where we have the story of Naaman being told, and Second Kings chapter 7, where we have the story of the four lepers being told also, I discovered that in spite of their inadequacies, in spite of their incapabilities, you know, they still became someone great. In spite of their challenges, they still became someone to be reckoned with in biblical history. And that tells us straight away that no one or nothing actually can stop us without our consent, without giving in or agreeing with, with, with them or with, or with that um, situation or circumstance. So it is by giving in or agreeing with the impossibilities posed at us by the challenges that will become or end up failures. That will become or end up failures. Now, there was, there's a story I actually came across recently and I found it very inspiring. And uh, I would like to share with us the story of a 10-year-old boy who uh, was in a, a ghastly motor accident and as a result lost his left arm. And from that point forward, he lost confidence in himself. He, he actually saw himself as someone who is uh, not as much better than as others because of the fact that he has lost, because of the fact that he's lost his left arm. So he, he felt he's not a normal person anymore. He doesn't have any confidence in himself. So when his father saw that in him, he took him to a judo master just to build confidence back into him. And when the judo master saw him, he took him in, started training him. And from the first day, because they were having trainings every day of the week, for the, from the first day you know, that he started the training, the judo master just taught him one technique and asked him to keep you know, learning that technique, keep trying that technique you know, you know, for days, for weeks, for months. You know, he keep mastering it. And the day came, the boy went to meet the master. Now, why is he not teaching him other techniques? Why is he not teaching him other tools? Because his other colleagues were learning or um, 
actually learning various moves, various techniques. But this boy actually was just learning one technique. The master just allowed him to learn one technique and one move. And when he asked the master why he allowed him to just learn one technique, the master responded and said that that would be all he would need to know as a judo fighter. So he continued, he mastered the technique so well. You know, a month later, the tournament came and the judo master enrolled him, putting in for the tournament. Frightened, you know, just like any, every one of us or any one of us will be frightened, you know, when we are come face to face, you know, with a, a challenge or in, in a fight or even with an exam, you know, was frightened. But then, even though he was frightened, he was eager to want to make use of or to show or not to make use of that throw or move that he has learned over the months so he used it in, the, in his first fight he won when he moved to the second stage he used it also even though the second stage was a little bit difficult but he won it moved to the third stage though very difficult than the second one he still won it so uh, moving straight to the semi-finals and finding it a little bit tough or more, more tough than uh, uh, than the previous fights but then he still won so he moved straight to the finals meeting coming face to face with a formidable fighter which was very very far was the toughest and then he was being thrown by his opponents here and there you know, being thrown down being carried up and all that you know and it got to a point that the father was saying they should withdraw him from the tournament because the father was you know part of those who were watching the tournament but the master, judo master said that no that he won't withdraw him that we should still give him some time because he believed that he can win the contest or the tournament so they allowed him you know for some time and an opportunity came for him again to use that throw or that move so and when he used this this time around he got it on the opponents and he won you know surprisingly why they were going home he asked the studio master that how did they win the contest because he didn't have a left arm the only thing he knew how to do was that just one throw and he asked the master how did i win the contest so the master told him number one the reason why you won the contest is it was because number one he has learned one of the most difficult technique in judo and number two the only way why you won it was because the only way to stop him from executing that move is by grabbing his left arm which uh, unfortunately or fortunately for him now he didn't have so what the master did was to turn his greatest weakness to his greatest strength and that's to tell us something that it does not matter what you consider your weakness it can still serve as an advantage for you for me as a person as an individual so what i want to look at briefly is how do i turn my weakness to my strength how do i maximize it how do i take advantage of what might look at like a weakness or like a disadvantage to me now we'll be looking at second Kings chapter 7 i'm going to be reading from verse 3 to verse 6 thereabouts and looking at each verses to bring out what I believe God would want us to see in these verses and I'm going to be reading from verse 3 it says and there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate 
and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? You know, in essence, they are saying, Why should we allow our inabilities to define us? Why should we be subject and victims of our circumstances? Fine, we understand, they understand that they are leprous, they understand they have a particular challenge, but that should not be enough reason for them not to do anything, not to try. That should not be enough reason to, 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 to remain failures. They refuse to be caged or to be boxed up by their circumstances. They say, why should we give in to, their neg- to our negativities? You know, the leprous men talking to themselves that why should we give in to the condemnation of the people or the society? Fine, they've been called leprous, but that shouldn't still stop them from doing, you know, from, from achieving or moving towards their goals, of still achieving their desired goal. So they subjected themselves to thorough thinking, just like the prodigal son did, who refused to be or who they end up becoming a victim of his circumstance. Would he end up becoming a victim of his circumstance? So let's now continue in, 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 in the past. He said in verse 4, he said, If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Now, these are the leprous men weighing the prawns and corn. If we say because of the challenge that we have, we will die here, we will, not, we will remain failures, we will not even be head off, nobody will know anything about us. But if we set out, there is a possibility of we overcoming. There is a possibility of we achieving that which we've achieved. But if we refuse to go, then we will definitely not experience victory we will definitely die in this predicament that was their thinking so it is better to fail trying that's what they are saying than not to try at all and as a matter of fact more often than not a level of achievement is attained when we try you know there is a level of result that we get when we try but when we refuse to do anything when we allow ourselves to be confined to the prison of our past or inadequacies, we utterly become failures because we refuse to do, to do something. Now in verse 5, as we continue in the passage, he said, So they arose up in the twin light to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Verse 6 says, For the Lord had made the hosts, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. Now, when God is in whatsoever thing we set out to do, it will prosper. So, having made up our mind on taking that bold step, Having made up our mind not to settle for less, not to give in, not to agree with the limitations we are confronted with, so to speak. Number two, we must commit our ways to the Lord. We commit our ways to the Lord and it shall be established. 
because the horse is prepared unto the day of battle but victory is of the Lord so the level of result we secure uh, as, as an individual is a function of God's presence whether God is in it or not you know it's a function of God's presence but when God is with us you know we are bound to experience great success you know great harvest great result and just as it was revealed in verse 6 of 2nd Kings chapter 7 that we read we saw that it was the Lord who amplified the full steps of the four leprous men literally their full steps can be heard but when God took hold of it when God took hold of that of, of that their seemingly weakness weakness and uh, weakness or, or leprosy the enemies heard the noise of a great host because they did something if they have refused to move i mean everyone won't move but it was because they took that bold step they acted in faith and god took hold of that seemingly uh weakness uh, weakness that they have took hold of it and still did something in their own self they couldn't achieve that result they couldn't cure that success but when god was involved you know they could get so much they could incur so much incur so much um incur so much spoil you know for the land of israel and i perceive that it was the host of heaven with their chariots that the enemies had because it was the lord that made the enemies to hear that noise that was like the noise of horses and chariots in second kings chapter 5 verse 1 it was the Lord who gave Syria deliverance through Naaman. In spite of his leprosy, God made him a mighty man of valor. He didn't have the ability to fight, but I perceive that God's wisdom and war techniques found expression through him. Because God gave deliverance to Syria through him. It was said of him that by him, God granted deliverance to Syria. God granted deliverance to Syria. So, having sought God's God tries, God told Paul that in his weakness is his strength revealed. Whatsoever thing we consider our weakness can be our greatest strength if we allow God to take hold of it. And just like the young man that I, I told us the story a story earlier on, you know, earlier, earlier on in the podcast, who they have a left arm. Within our witness lies the secret to our victory, because God's strength is revealed in it. God's strength is made manifest in it. You know, His virtue flows more when we see ourselves as nothing before God, or we bring ourselves down and we acknowledge that we can't do anything on our home jesus christ said of himself while he was on earth during his earthly work that he said i can of my own self do nothing but as i hear i speak you know in the same way and that was why uh, the wisdom of god found expression through him that was why the power of god found expression through him in the same way when we humble ourselves before god you know and we let him know how incapacitated we are how frail we are, then His power will find expression through us. 
also wisdom will find expression to us because God is not ready to share his glory with any man. God is not ready to share his glory with any man. So, as I conclude, I would like to admonish us to present yourself to God. Let him know how helpless you are without him. And then you begin to see him in action because he gives grace to the humble but resists the proud. Shall we pray? Our Father, we want to thank you for your word to us. We ask that please, in whatsoever we might, be, might have been experiencing failures, in your mercy, visit us and let your strength find expression through us. Let your wisdom find expression through us. Let your power and virtue flow through us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.